Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Infinite complacency, people went to and fro the earth about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, binning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. everyone and welcome to another episode of Into the Fray. Now, with the weather starting to improve and everyone really itching to get out of the house, I wanted to share with you a little bit about a beautiful place you really should consider visiting. Braxton County, West Virginia. Now, this is a place I've been myself during filming for the second season of On the Trail of UFOs. And here are some insider tips from moi. First stop, the Flatwoods Monster Museum, where you can not only get your fill of the ins and outs of, oh, I don't know, the 10-foot monster with a blood-red body and a green face that seemed to glow, but you can even take home a pint-sized version to light your desk or countertop. And of course, don't forget to get your photo on at least one of the very famous Flatwoods Monster chairs scattered throughout the area. Another cryptid sighted in Braxton County? Why, it's Bigfoot, of course. While there, I also had the opportunity to meet the owners of the Mountain County Laurel Store, who also happen to love the subject of Bigfoot, and will be opening the West Virginia Bigfoot Museum right there in downtown Sutton, just down the road from the Flatwoods Monster Museum. There has, in fact, been a very recent sighting at Sutton Lake, to accompany others, including a very old report that made the newspaper in which the poor witness actually took a couple of shots at the creature. Andrew Smith, who runs the Flatwoods Monster Museum, attributes the county's wealth of monstrous encounters in part to its dark skies and deep forests. I myself can second that notion. Now, when a break for monster hunting is called for, There is more than enough to do in this beautiful area, including hiking, boating, and one of my personal favorites, fishing. You can find Braxton County on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at BraxtonWV. And with Visit Braxton County, West Virginia sponsoring this episode, I encourage you to get all the information you'd need on visiting this scenic area by heading to BraxtonWV.com. 
dot org backslash fray. That's B-R-A-X-T-O-N-W-V dot O-R-G backslash fray. I've kept it to myself for the majority of, you know, any any conversations. I know for a fact my uncle who's passed now, he definitely believed me when I told him about everything. And uh, he's pretty much the only one in my family that I know of that actually has given some credence to, to my story besides, you know, maybe my ex. And, you know, I tell my mom all the time she thinks I'm nuts because I'll, I'll go out to their house and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll play her some some of the Sasquatch podcasts, and she just laughs. <laughs> she thinks it's funny, but uh, it's interesting to me, and I like exposing her to it. Cause I'm like, look, this many people can't be making this stuff up, Mom. Right. So. Well, no, let's, yeah, let's dive into this, because I know that you are in the States now, but what we're going to mm-hmm. do during this chat is we're going to travel back 20 years, and we are actually going to Australia, and I, and I don't even know if you wanted to share this part of it. If you don't want to, that's totally fine, but of course, I'm curious as to what took you even over to Australia in the first place, Absolutely. if maybe we could start there. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into that. Okay, I was in college. I was 19 going to school part-time, working part-time. I lived with my folks. My dad is in the firearms industry, and he was looking for someone to write a ballistics program for his company. And he found this guy in Australia (laughs) and invited him to come up and stay for a month. You know, they went to this, you've probably heard of it, the SHOT Show. I know they've had it in Vegas a lot, but... um. So they went there and did that, and then the guy came and stayed with us for a few weeks. And, of course, I probably should have been more focused on school and work than flirting with the cute Australian guy. But Who could blame you? Just kind of went, Especially just with that accent, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I he was only like five years older than me, so he wanted to go out and, and explore some of the nightlife. Uh, you know, just as much as I did. So we did that too, you know, and just started hitting it off. And one day he just said, you know, Hey, if you ever want to come to Australia and, and check it out and stay, you know, by all means, you're welcome. So I took him up on it. You know, I was a young kid and I was adventurous. I still like to think I am, but, uh, went out there and it was so cool. Just, just being a young kid and, and traveling by yourself for the first time, like the first airplane trip that I took was to Los Angeles and then after that another 16 hour leg to Sydney so (laughs) that was always interesting but um I wanted to go and experience it while I could and I had the opportunity so I did and one of the things he wanted to do and and take me to go do was to go on this big property that he and his family always went to a couple times a year to go and hunt wild pigs because his family was from eastern europe his dad was hungarian you know and they all kind of hang out in those circles down there they're all uh buddy buddies with each other the hungarians and and whatnot the eastern european people so we went to this property and it was a good 12-hour drive from where i was staying i stayed we were about an hour south of sydney 
and um, we went north to this place called Lightning Ridge, where they do a lot of opal mining. It's pretty well known for for that sort of thing. And then this property was a good, you know, couple hours, three hours further from that. I think I mentioned the name of the town, Guduga, in my email to you, and the hunting property was 100,000 acres. They, it was, for all intents and purposes, a, a cattle station. That's what they call them in Australia. Um, I know the the rancher had cattle. I don't remember if he had sheep, but I know he had um, cattle and some goats and things like that. And the, the property was so huge, he would have to use an airplane to check on his uh livestock wow and heard and heard them from you know one paddock to another so to give you an idea of of the vastness of this property that i was on you know we would walk for hours and hours and hours every day just looking for signs of where the pigs might have been and things like that there were a lot of kangaroos out there so that was my first trip up there. Nothing exciting happened. I got to experience all the neat stuff up there. And there was only two guys up there that were running the place. It was the guy that owned it, Paul, and then his ranch hand, George. They were interesting characters. <laughs> George in particular loved his accent. <laughs> it was He had kind of the the country boy type Australian accent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we, my ex-husband and I were together for about four years before we got married and, you know, to keep the relationship alive, we'd go back and forth a few months here, a few months there between each country over the, over the course of the four years before we got married. And so the next time that I went there was when this occurred and we would stay there for two weeks at a time. The building that we stayed in was an old shearing quarters building. And it was a long metal type building. And it had probably, I would say, eight rooms in it for all the, you know, uh, ranch hands or people who were shearing sheep to stay in. And on the outside, uh, or yeah, there was a separate building from the shearing quarters to shower in and things like that. And they also had an outside gunny, you know, it wasn't anything spectacular. It was very basic. So, you know, I had a lot of experience hunting before and things like that. And, um, you know, this, this trip to Australia, the trips to Australia were my biggest hunts, if you will. I mean, it was not something that uh, I ever really considered myself getting into, but I loved it once I did it. I just thought, I don't, you know, a a girl going hunting, who knew? But uh, it was just a really cool experience, you know, and just just to get to experience the land and all the different creatures and things like that. But um, like I said, I I'd had some experience doing this from the time before, so I kind of knew what to expect. And I knew there were wild goats um, on the property. I think it butted up to a a national forest or state park. 
lots of kangaroos, like I said, a lot of wild pigs, uh, saw a herd of emus one time, <laughs> and uh, some foxes. I never saw any wild dogs. There were some feral cats, no dingoes to speak of that I ever knew of. So that's that's kind of the layout of this. So the second time that we went up, his parents and his sister came with us. And his sister came up to take video of the whole hunting experience, which was pretty cool to have somebody do that for you. So the layout of the land was your typical Australian outback. I mean, lots of trees. The ground was really red. Not a lot of watering holes, but there were some, obviously, for the cattle and the sheep or whatever. So those naturally were where we figured a lot of the the wild pigs would be drawn to for water sources. I'm just trying to think here. So um, a lot of times also they would go spotlighting at night, which I think in a lot of places here in the United States is illegal, but there it's not that I know of. Uh, they would go spotlighting for wild pigs, you know. They're more active at night, apparently. But I got used to what all the different animals were and what they sounded like, you know. And uh, they had a outside, they also had an outside building where they would make smoked sausages. And that'll come into play here in a minute. So for a few days, you know, we did our thing walking around looking for sign and and just checking things out, figuring out where we were going to go and and stake out, you know, just things like that. I remember being outside at night a couple days before I heard this thing. There were some really weird lights in the sky and it they looked like helicopter lights, but there was no sound. It was from what I remember, they were white and red lights, um alternately flashing. And it seemed like it would have been a lot further away than what a helicopter would be, typically. But the the other thing that I thought about was why in the hell would a helicopter be out here in the middle of the outback at night? So that kind of piqued my interest. I, I was really curious about that, especially for the fact that it didn't make any sound. I thought, well, is this some kind of satellite? I didn't know. I mean, I was a young kid. I, I didn't have as much experience with, uh, I suppose, that sort of thing or, you know, knowledge on the whole woo and the UFO stuff like they talk about on some of the other podcasts where, you know, they see the lights and then, you know, something else appears. I don't know what to make of that, to be honest with you. I just, it still puzzles me. Like a lot of the stuff that people talk about with, you know, seeing the lights and then something manifesting and the whole cloaking thing just blows my mind. But at any rate, this uh, these flashing lights, you know, like I said, it looked like a helicopter. There was no sound at all. And within a few minutes, they just trailed off and they were gone completely. So 
I don't know. You tell me. I don't know what to make of it. But and was the it, was line, there two of them, Rebecca? No, I mean it looked like there were two white lights that were flashing alternately with some red lights, and it seemed like the red lights were smaller than the white lights and no noise. And so I so sorry I misunderstood. So you're thinking like one craft, but that it had several lights on it, right? Did it do any mm-hmm. maneuvers that were strange? No, no. The only thing that I remember was that it was there and then it trailed off um, fairly quickly and it was just gone. You know, not a lot got said about that. I, my, my ex was out there with me. He saw it too, but, you know, some of the details of what was said are still kind of fuzzy to me because I guess I never really put too much thought into this as much as when I started listening to some of the other people's accounts of what they saw. And then I started putting two and two together. I'm like, could that be? And I know the mind is a powerful thing, but I know what I saw. And I know there's no way in hell there's going to be a helicopter out there at night. Like I said, it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, um, what did your ex say about it? Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I don't really remember his comments on the whole lights other than probably something to the effect of, yeah, that's really weird. Like, what is that? And maybe he was the one that, that mentioned maybe it's a helicopter and it wouldn't have been anybody in, in a plane. It was just, there was no noise. So that is weird considering that you're on a, a an hundred thousand acre property. You're right. Like why yeah. would they fly into the middle of nowhere wasting very expensive fuel uh, just to fly around yeah. at night, uh, unless there was some kind of weird, uh, not weird, but training exercise going on or something like that. But if you thought yeah. it was a helicopter, you should have been able to hear it, because I bet it was just stone silent out there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never really heard any any animals make noise at night that I can ever remember being out there. Because, you know, I even went spotlighting a couple times um, myself with with my ex and some of his friends on another trip, but I never really recalled hearing anything as far as calls or sounds made by animals at night. So, like I said, you know, we saw the lights, didn't make, I didn't make a whole lot of it. You know, I was just like, I don't know what it is. Who knows? It could be a satellite. 
you know, what if it's a UFO? It was just that kind of thing. You know, you just brush it off because you're like, well, what is it? You know, and like I said, I didn't know anything about the whole association between UFOs and Bigfoot sightings back then. So just wasn't a lot of talk about stuff like that. So basically, uh, a couple days after that is where we kind of come into what happened. If you want to go into there now, unless you have any other questions. No, yeah, go right ahead. Thank you. So a couple days later, my ex and his parents decide to go out in the Land Cruiser to go spotlighting for pigs. And this was dark, completely dark, completely quiet. I will say before I go into it that the ranch hand had a house about a mile away from the shearing station where we were staying. And I know he had he had a few cattle dogs, but I'm sure he probably kept them chained up or pinned up at night because, of course, you know, being out on that kind of property, you don't want your dogs just, like, running off. They go out and do their thing. I'm sure they were only going to be gone for, like, an hour. And this was probably maybe 8 o'clock at night. And my ex-sister-in-law had already gone to bed. She was, you know, out. So I go out to this shower building, and the shower building is probably 30 feet away from the main shearing quarters. So, you know, you have to walk out there with your shower shoes on so you don't get your feet dirty with all that red dirt out there. But they didn't have any natural hot water that ran to the the shower, so they had to use this big 55-gallon steel drum and build a fire underneath it to heat the water up to go into the shower. I do remember them saying that they the food scraps they would put back there too to burn, you know, to get rid of them because there was no no trash or anything, any other trash that we had, we had to haul out. I went out there to to do my thing, take my shower for the night, get ready for bed. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it. It was kind of creepy being out there in the middle of wherever by yourself at night, but I was like, eh, no big deal. Sonia's in the sharing quarters. They'll be back soon. I was just kind of used to, you get used to it. What can I say? Just doing things and being out there in the dark and taking your flashlights with you and whatever you need to do to um, get your stuff done. So I go out there, you know, get done with my shower. And no sooner do I get my clothes on, I start hearing this thing howling, moaning. It was, it was a calm, it was like a dual tone type of moan howl. You know, if I made one sound and had somebody else make another lower sound and we did it at the same time, that's what it would sound like. Mm. So that was really bizarre to me that that it just sounded like two things moaning and howling in unison, but it was one animal. And this thing, the way it sounded, it sounded like... 
the length of the call or the 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 noise whatever that it was making sounded like if you hear a wolf like howling it was long and drawn out but it was a lower type sound it was really audible but just the tone of it was low and it sounded kind of sad so it starts making this noise like this howling and moaning combination sound and i could try and replicate it for you but i mean it's not going to come close to what it was it just like i said it the length of it sounded like what you would hear if if a wolf makes oh it was kind of a woo sound you know when i think about it 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 it's just weird um almost like uh have you heard the ohio howl yeah that uh matt moneymaker captured in obviously in ohio I, i don't know if you've ever heard that but it sounds like there's also another layer to that sound that you heard but um you know if we're just kind of talking about bigfoot for a second as far as the sounds that that have been recorded for those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's one thing that really interested me when I heard that. I'm like, holy crap, that's really similar to what this thing sounded like. And I've just racked my brain over the years listening to different types of calls and howls and things like that. I'm like, first of all, I already figured I knew what every animal out there sounded like and this thing did not sound like anything else I just can't say it enough it was just like nothing I've ever heard before I immediately just like freaked out I there was a chair in this shower building I quietly put it up against the door and shut the lights off and sat there and waited in the dark for this thing to go away or for for them to come back from spotlighting. And it just kept making this noise intermittently. And I could hear it trailing off, but it was still really audible. And it would just keep going and going. And it went like this for 15 or 20 minutes at least. And I sat there just frozen like there was no way in hell I was going to walk out there to see what it was. Cause I mean, I can only imagine how scarred I would have been if I would have gone out there and it would have been something like, you know, a yaoi or dogman or whatever. I just, yeah, no way, no way would I have had the gall to go out and check it out. I didn't even have a weapon on me. So, yeah, no, but eventually they came back. I heard the land cruiser pull up. I waited for them to come out and find me, <laughs> which even then you didn't budge. You didn't take the, the the chair from the door. You waited yeah. for them to come to you. Yeah, I mean, you were really terrified. Well, yeah. Uh, terrified could be an understatement I just yeah you know and and being out there and doing things in the dark I'm you know I figured I was probably kind of fearless considering but when it came to this 
like, oh God, what? Am, I mean, what else could I do but lock myself in? I had no way of protecting myself. And and I, uh, and I interrupted you. I apologize. You started to say something about your mother-in-law. No, it's fine. They came back. I heard her come out the door looking for me, and she she called my name. And that's when I figured, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and and make a dash for it, because I heard this thing was still making its call, moan, howl. You could hear it off in the distance. And so, you know, I I pulled the the chair away from the door and just bolted up to the up to the porch where she was at she looked at me she's like what's wrong and I'm like don't you hear that she didn't because she was partially deaf my ex came out and he could hear it he's like oh my god and you know I was telling you about the the ranch hand who had these cattle dogs they started going absolutely berserk I could hear them off in the distance they were like a mile away and they were just going crazy because this thing was probably getting closer to where they were at, but you could still hear it moaning, howling, whatever it was. And even my ex said, I don't know what that is. And then he started to tease me like it was funny. He's like, well, maybe it's the Yowie monster. And uh, I'm like, well, you heard it. You know that. That's nothing that we've ever heard before. So what could it be? The thing that bothers me is I didn't go out the next day, you know, thinking back to go and look around the outside of the building to to look for any footprints or anything like that. And I don't know how many or what we would have found anyway, because a lot of it was scrubby brush back there. Mm -hmm. But even still, I don't... I'm just kicking myself because I just, I guess I didn't think a lot about it at the time. What's the dirt like there? Is it soft or is it pretty hard packed? It's a combination. Certain parts are soft and it depends on if there's a drought or anything like that. And, and certain parts can be hard packed, hard dirt. But Mm. for what I remember walking to and from the shower building, it was pretty soft dirt. Because so, something that I had written down was how close was it, but you pretty much answered this, and it it's way closer than I was thinking at, at the beginning, you know, uh, because you mm-hmm. said, oh, well, I, I should have gone out the next day and looked around the building for the track. So that's how close you think that mm-hmm. thing was when it started out with the, these house. Yeah, it was literally right behind this shower building next to this, and I'm sure... You know, it was scavenging, foraging for whatever it could from some food scraps that maybe had been left out there to burn. And uh, it was pretty loud. That's that's the other thing that got me. I'm like, it just sounded like it wasn't an animal that was on all fours. It sounded like it was louder, more audible, higher up. It was just, ugh. <laughs> I don't Gosh, know. That, that's where I, really I, I just thought it had started off kind of in the distance, but uh, I didn't realize it was right there. So that is, in fact, where the scraps were thrown, like every day or every yeah. couple of days or whatever, right? Yeah. Anything that could be, you know, burnt or 
food scraps, you, you know, compost mm. type stuff. So. Was he upset yeah. because there wasn't the scraps back there that he wanted? You know, why was, why was this thing so upset? You even said it sounded sad. It did. I'm, and I'm thinking, was it calling out for something saying, hey, there's, I found some food. Right. I mean, because it's a pretty scarce area for any type of, you know, food source. Uh, even the wild pigs up there would, you know, they would get cannibalistic at times if, if there was a drought and there was no food. They would eat their own young. Yeah. I know that sounds really gruesome, but that's the truth. Man, I don't know. I just know that this thing sounded big and it was pretty loud because it was right behind the building. Do I have to add in that there was a full moon? (laughs) Of course there was, right? (laughs) And there were these three windows at the front of the building Mm. that had clear slats. So there was screen and clear slats. I remember closing those slats, too as quietly as I could. But I before I closed them, I looked out and I'm like, oh, great, a full moon. Mm-hmm. Okay, that might explain something. I don't know. But, you know, just listening to some of these other encounters and stuff over the years, I just I really started to wonder. And that's really kind of what started getting me interested in listening to some of these other people because I'm just like, I know I'm not crazy. I know what I heard. But the fact that I didn't see it is what just leaves me hanging all these years. But I don't think I would have wanted to see it because I think that really would have scarred me, to be honest. I mean, I have nightmares enough as it is, and I don't need something like that adding to it. No, you you don't. Sleep is a wonderful thing. What's that? I said sleep is a wonderful thing. You don't need that. We 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 need no, our sleep. Like Humans need sleep. Now, how often, Rebecca, do people stay at you know in the the shared space and use the shower facilities on all of that? How how many times a year is that thing occupied? Um, I would say no more than two or three times a year for a couple of weeks at a time, at least mm. from what I remember. My my me and my ex and his family, we would be one of maybe two families that would go up there because, you know, they had made really good friends with, with the guy that owned the property, the rancher. And there weren't any other people that I knew of that went up there other than the, the Hungarian folk. So. Wow. See that, that does say something then. Uh, if, if it's not occupied all the time, then they can usually just come in if that's what we're talking about and do whatever the heck they want to do when they want to do it without anybody really seeing them. Now, I know that you said when, when you guys would come in, you would stay two weeks at a time. And I apologize if I missed this, but at what point during this trip, did all of this go on, uh, especially the, the howling and the moaning? Was that at the beginning of the trip or near the end? I want to say this was probably more near the end because if it was towards the beginning, I do remember some of the videotape from from the beginning of the trip and, you know, me going out there and watching my father-in-law getting the pigs and watching videotaping how he did it and things like that and joking around, you know. and I. I seem to remember that was probably <clears throat> like the first weekend when we were, you know, starting with the filming and and um, 
my ex's sister would follow us around when we would be walking during the daytime looking for the wild pigs and stuff like that. I'm trying to remember, you know, any conversations that we would have had with the rancher and, and the ranch and George. Yeah, um, that's what I'm definitely wondering about because it made its way over to his property. Any conversation at all with that guy? Well, I seem to remember us telling them about it or my ex telling them about it and them just kind of like, I don't really remember them saying a whole lot. But I do, I do feel like George just kind of looked, I just feel like he had this look on his face like, hmm. So I'm wondering if maybe he'd heard it before, especially, and I really wish I could remember. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If he had said something about the dogs going crazy that night, mm. you know. Yeah. I just. I just wish I'd written more of it down, but I I don't know why I didn't. It's all right. We all do that. Like, don't worry. Uh, and this is 20, but... yeah, this is 20 years ago. So don't, don't be too hard on yourself. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Maybe, maybe he had heard it before. I mean, dogs, dogs tend to just go crazy about what they want to go crazy about. Uh, they don't really always get used to things as much, but um, yeah, maybe George was just like, oh, that again. Yeah. And had to kind of keep the poker face about it. Hmm. Well, I'm sure they probably didn't want to like scare anybody off, but also by the same token, I think that, you know, a lot of people just brush it off like it's nothing. Right. And so George seemed to be a pretty, pretty straightforward guy. He wouldn't BS anybody. And that's what I liked about him. So I wish, I just wish that I still kept a, even a um, a copy of the video that that we took when when we were down there yeah that'd be cool to see and i don't have any contact with with anybody there anymore except my best friend down there and her mom they're the only two people that i'm well i'm and my other friend andrew but i haven't talked to him in a while you know and did you guys pay pay to go out there and stay and hunt no no, it was completely free, you know. I mean, okay. we brought our own food and stuff like that. And I I seem to remember, you know, an exchange of here's some here's some meat, you know, here's some goat meat and and also it was doing them a favor because the the pigs were were competition with, with the livestock. So I know Paul was more than happy to have everybody come up there and just, you know, annihilate whatever wild pigs that he could because they're they've really started to become a nuisance in Australia and and destroy a lot of the the flora and the fauna and the natural stuff. So because they were introduced by the Europeans, I'm sure, back in the day and you know, 
they breed so so much that it's just it's hard to keep keep the population down right but yeah that's been the biggest reason of you know trying to get rid of them is trying to preserve the natural um, flora and fauna there and not letting the the nuisance of of a non-indigenous creature take over and, and destroy everything so have you come you know, across any other sightings around anywhere around that area of Yowie's? No, no, that was it. That's that's all I have. You know, I've I've had weird feelings at night after that, like there being something around and. You know, having an experience like that can really make you hyper aware, especially after that. So needless to say, it's really hard for me to sit out in the middle of the nowhere alone in the dark. <laughs> Did you guys go on a, any more trips after that out there to that property? Yeah. Yeah, I believe we I believe there was one more hunt that we went on before before we started coming back to the States and doing the wedding stuff and all that. But I don't remember anything else happening after that. I think, you know, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it. I just thought, well, you know, maybe it was something and, and maybe it wasn't what I thought because as time passes, you just kind of sort of, you know, you let stuff go. And I think what I tried to do was just, put it in the back of my mind like it maybe wasn't what I thought it was. So I think the biggest thing for me is that listening to a lot of these other people's accounts has really brought it back up. And, you know, I just can't get over, I can't get over that. I I didn't see it, but I just know deep down that this was not something normal. And that's what I have to live with the rest of my life is that wondering what this thing was. So. I mean, it must've been a relief at least that your ex for for the sounds of this creature was like, I don't know what in the world that is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'd been out there, you know, so many more times than I had and I'd never heard anything like that. We'd never seen any wild dogs on the property. And like I said, I've listened to different fox calls, screams, dingoes. This was none of that. I mean, like you said, it was the 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 Ohio howl was very similar to that. I mean, and even listening to some of the other people talk about there being like this dual tone. And I'm like, that makes sense, you know? It clicks. I'm like, holy crap. So I just feel deep down that this was not something of this world, (laughs) if you want to call it that, because I still don't know what to make of the whole missing link thing and, and the cloaking and, and the flashing lights or the woo as some people call it. It's just, I go back and forth between, is this a natural creature that has just lived in the shadows for so long and, and is able to hide really well, or or is this something more that is being brought here by something else? 
Well, and then of course the fact yeah. that you saw those those lights that you can't quite identify, right? Yeah, that was just as an afterthought. You put two and two together, especially when when I first started hearing about the lights and then the sightings, and then it clicked even more. Well, I've actually got the you know, Ohio how pulled up. Um, would you mind me just go ahead and uh, I want to play that? Yeah, absolutely. In case anyone's not heard that, I'm sure most people have, but... Here's the amplified version. Yeah, so I mean, that one definitely has kind of that baleful, mournful sound, right? Listening to some of the different calls and, you know, you can tell which ones which ones are fake and which ones are real, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I've had people ask me, well, do you think maybe your ex was playing a joke on you? I was like, no, they're not like that. No way. And, oh my God, just for him to, just for him to look at me and go, what the hell is that, you know? But this 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 howl, it was so weird because it went on and on and on. I'm like, what what is what is it looking for? Who who or what is it calling for? Is it calling for a mate? Is it calling for an offspring to say, Hey, I found some food or but yeah, it definitely has has the same tones as that Ohio hell. And your sister-in-law, and Sonia, she was in bed. She never woke up? She didn't hear anything? No, no. And I'm in shock. I'm just like, how could you be, <laughs> how could you be asleep that hard that you did not hear this? Yeah, I'm and jealous. It killed me. Man. Because if she, if she would have heard it, I know she would have come out and like, been like, what is going on? She didn't, I'm just like, God sakes, maybe she wasn't like me to to leave the bed. She never told me that, but I don't know. I just, oh, the part of me really wishes that I would have seen something. But like I said, the other part of me was like, no way would I have been able to handle seeing this thing because it just, it could be traumatizing. It could affect you the rest of your life. And, uh, completely just change your perspective on everything I'm sure right is what happens to a lot of people one day you're just you believe that everything is normal and good and and there's nothing out there and the next minute you're seeing something that's nine feet tall that looks like you a know, monster a bodybuilder and it's covered in hair yeah. and yeah then you go oh monsters are real awesome yeah yeah <laughs> I mean Really, that it really is striking to me that you you barred the door with what you had, which was a chair. I mean, 
that's that's unfortunate, you know, because you really were scared about that thing because of the the volume of it. And you know how you you have people that, well, I've even had this experience with a whistle, a simple whistle. I've always described it as a, a really messed up bird sound if the bird had lungs bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you could attribute to to your whatever that is as well? Kind of, it, it just sounded big. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I say, I, I know the fox screams, and I know they can have different tones and things like that. But I've heard enough of them to know that this thing was way bigger than any four-legged animal walking the ground. <laughs> And like I said, it just sounded like it was higher up. It didn't sound like it was coming from the ground area. It mm-hmm. sounded like it was higher up. I don't know. I just, my thoughts immediately were, be quiet, don't move, don't make a sound, pretend as best you can that you are not in here. And I'm just thinking, how soon did it come up and how long was it there before I shut the water off? And right. and had my clothes put on so if it so that you were talking about these slats where could it have seen you you know before you heard it and shut the slats and turn the lights off could it have seen you if it was tall enough yeah but those were on the other side of the building so it, mm. it would have had to walk on that front side and then walk around to the back where the metal drum and all the food scraps were but I just wondered, I thought, oh, my God, you know, what if it had, like, looked in there, didn't see me. That's why I, I you know, looked out. I'm like, full moon, let's close these two as quietly as we can. But mm. just, just to hear it trailing off. I mean, it was, this thing just went on and on and on. I'm like, I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I for live f- and wonder the rest of my life. Absolutely. I mean, for 15, 20 minutes for that to go on, that's a long time. You know that ranch hand had to hear it. Because even if he's asleep, his dogs are going bonkers. Those had to have woken him up. And then he would have woken and heard this, whatever it was. Yeah. I just wish I had remembered more of the dialogue that happened the next day when when he and the the owner came over. Because they came over regularly and had lunch or dinner with us you know it's just been so long that I should have just written written as much of this down as I could have you know when when it first happened but you know as as I'm getting older in my 40 years of of time on this earth I figured I'd probably better talk to somebody before I forget any more of it no I appreciate you getting in touch about that uh I this is a really cool encounter even though you didn't see anything I mean it's cool except for the fact that you were terrified for uh, nearly half an hour, thinking that someone th- something was going to rip the door off and come and get you. I really just wanted to get your thoughts because, you know, I haven't been able to talk to anybody, you know, and, and maybe I should try and get, get in touch with that, the, that guy and get his thoughts to see if anyone's ever heard anything like that down there because I haven't done enough research on any of the the encounters in Australia to find out what kind of sounds they've heard down there. I think, you know, I've, I've heard of a couple where they say it it does like a a growl or a grunt, Mm -hmm. 
but I haven't heard anything past that. Right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good idea. And I'll make sure that Cade of uh, the Believe podcast takes a listen to this and maybe he can even repost it in his groups and things, uh, you know, since he is actually down there, uh, obviously full time. And it would be really cool to have somebody corroborate maybe hearing something similar to this down there because this is the first time I think I've heard of anyone describing basically the Ohio howl made by a possible Yowie. And I'm, I'm thinking, uh, why do they call it the Yowie monster? Because of the sound it makes, you know, the yow, howl type that that's gotta be, that's to me that, that would make sense. But, um, and I know, I feel like Wes has maybe had some people on, from Australia talking about encounters down there. I just don't remember which ones they are. And I'd have to look and, and revisit those and, and see which ones they are just to kind of feel those out and well, see what, what. And back when I was still on Sasquatch Chronicles, we had a gentleman named Jamie who is from Australia and he actually had a number of encounters when he would go camping with his family. And it got to the point where it was happening so often that, and and they were getting kind of aggressive that he refused to then take his family camping in that area. And it just kind of turned into him researching. I need to try to, maybe I could even get in contact with him and mm-hmm. see, you know, if he's heard anything else or if he, I've actually wanted to get him on ITF because it's, that was, it was like seven years ago that he was on SC with us and have him retell his story I can't even remember the the location of that, to be honest with you. So, because I looked on the map where you brought up this Gaduga, and I know that this property is still like two hours away from there, but you're right. Like you, you head uh, east and there is nature preserves and lots of green and, and forest and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. Not too, too far. Right. So, um, yeah, that's the good thing about... I call it going fishing is, you know, once this hits, uh, hits the quote unquote airwaves, I'll get Mm -hmm. a lot of correspondence and then I can, you know, forward that to you. Uh, and then it's up to you, of course, if you wanted to talk to these folks or not, but that would be really cool to get more people coming forward from Australia to share experiences. Yeah, I agree. And I would love to talk to some of these other people just because deep down, I still want to know, like, has anybody else heard this type of howl or or woo down there and you know did they hear the same intervals that I heard it you know and you know what are their thoughts on it sounding like some other with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Type of mammal down there. Right. So. If somebody has any input on what it could be that's just a regular old thing that we know about. Yeah, sure. You can send that along too. No, you mentioned the intervals. 
So let's be really clear about that too. How long would it take mm-hmm. of, of a break before starting up again? Okay. So it almost sounded like it was just catching its breath ah. to start in. So it would gotcha. just be a woo or, you know, whatever it was doing. And that <laughs> would go on for 30 seconds. I mean, you said it was pretty I'm long, right? Yeah, I'm embarrassed about trying to replicate it. No, but you shouldn't I know be. I can. If, hey, if you want to, I'm all for that. And I mean, it, it couldn't it couldn't hurt. Believe me. And it was just kind of like, um, let me get my bearings here. It was like a. Kind of like that. Only like I said, it was a little bit louder, <laughs> a lot louder. And it had the dual tone sound to it. It was like a moaning, howling. And it it just sounded sad. That was about how long it would go. Mm -hmm. And then it would stop for a few seconds and it would start back up again. And it just went on like this. Did it taper off like the Ohio Howl? At at the end, it does that, you know, kind of tapers off a little bit. I think it did kind of taper off a little bit from what I remember. I mean, we're going back 20 years, but, you know, I I just remember the length of it and the the decibels, the loudness, and the dual tone. It sounding like a woman moaning slash howling, and that's really about it. But it just kept going, and I could hear it moving off in the distance, so it would get quieter and quieter as it was moving off but yeah I just uh would love to hear um if anyone else down there uh has heard of anything or any even any sightings in that general area or within you know within a couple hundred mile radius yeah um so and and the area that it was that it was in you know it was your typical outback, but there was some scrubby brush, trees, sources of water, and, you know, lots of places to hide, I'm sure. But, yeah, I, I've i just always wondered, wondered what it could be. And I don't know why it's taken me so long, but I guess it's just the fact that, you know, over the years, the last probably five or six years is is for how long I've been, you know, listening to some of these other encounters and podcasts. And uh, like I said, I did try and get in touch with one of the hosts several months ago and didn't hear back. And, you know, after hearing you talk to Cade several days ago, I was just like, all right, I, I got to get this out there because I want to know if anybody else has, has, has heard anything like this. You know, and and a way, kind of validation for me that I'm not, and I'm not that shit. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. Believe me, you are yeah. not. And that's what I was saying. This is the good thing about doing this is essentially we're going spotlighting now. That's what we're doing, you and I. So mm-hmm. once this airs, the correspondence will come in, especially when it's, I don't get hardly any stories from uh, down under, you know, so this will be yeah. a, a very cool episode for people to listen to and hopefully interact with. So, yes, guys, please get in touch with me and then I can forward any information to, of course, Rebecca. And even better, uh, let's do an, an 
uh, an Australia roundtable. You know, I can get Rebecca back on. If you have some encounters, yeah. we can all chat about it. That's that would be the ultimate thing is to have one or two more people that are like, yep, heard something weird or saw something weird. And, and here's where it was, especially if it's in that area. That's what I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. that these things can't be in other parts of Australia. We realize that, but I mean, let's face it when you're looking at a hundred thousand acre ranch that is in the middle of freaking nowhere and you've got mm-hmm. this stuff going on, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, too, um, I used to go down to a place on the coast called Wollongong, which was not too far from where I lived. And I actually heard a podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but there were some kids that I guess went camping down there or stayed in some cabins. And there was a supposed like dog man and dog man type encounter down there. So that that was kind of interesting just because I've been in that area a lot. And uh <laughs> What was the name of that area, Rebecca? Wollongong. Wollongong, Um, okay. W-O-L-L-O-N-G-O-N-G. Okay, I might have noted that. So it's on on the the, um, east coast, south of Sydney, about, oh, probably like an hour south, hour and 15 minutes south of Sydney. Because it wasn't too far from where I lived, and I lived about an hour south of Sydney in a little town called um, Tamor. Okay, I'm actually seeing all this on on my maps here. I see Wollongong, mm-hmm. I see Warrawong. Uh, yeah, there is, there's, a, yeah, Natai, am I saying that right? Natai National Park. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The one... The park that is directly east of Godoga, of course, two hours away. Was it, was this ranch, so if you take Godoga, Godoga, sorry, is it mm-hmm. straight east? Is it uh, southeast? What, what direction would you travel? See, that's the part that I don't remember. No, no, <laughs> that that's okay. Driving, yeah, no, that's okay. What I remember is that we would, we would drive through Lightning Ridge every time, and then we'd have to pass through mm. Paduga. Uh-huh. And then I remember the ranch being another two hours by back roads from Gaduga. And I seem to remember there's a possibility it might have just been over the border in, in actually Queensland. So I don't have anybody actually, to... you... To, yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Lightning Ridge, Gaduga, and then, yeah, there, because the line is right there to go into Queensland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I seem to remember the property just being over the state line. And I know from what I remember my ex saying, you know, it was really, really close to or bordered a um, state park or state forest. I got to look and see here. Um, uh, does... Carnarvon National Park sound familiar? Carnarvon. No, I don't. I I don't remember what the names of them. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, there. But you're right though, because it shows like the the little lakes and the uh, ponds and and such. And there's that one, and then there's also one called Adalia. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then there's other smatterings of of greenage greenage areas around there so Mm -hmm. 
That is so cool. I, of course, have never been there, but I would just love to hear more stories out of that that area. So, well, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on and, of course, choosing me to to tell it to. That's awesome. I still know people down there, and I would like to go back someday, you know. So, you know, I'm sure, sure you'll have opportunities, too, if you ever decide. But it's a really cool place. If you ever get a chance to visit, I wouldn't change it for a thing in the world, even though my marriage didn't work out. <laughs> Well, I'd love to go so, down there. I just wouldn't want to see one of those massive huntsman spiders or any of that. Other the spiders down there, I'm going. I oh yeah. God bless. That. Yeah, then there's that and the snakes and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like creepy crawlies either, but Ugh, there's a lot yeah. of cool birds. Do you still have your cocky? Yes, I do. Yeah, he is. He's a cuckoo bird, and that's that's my little precious. He's out of his mind. But yeah, we've got we've got several birds here. But yeah, the um, this wee cockatoo. Of course, he's an Australian bird, actually. So the long-billed corella. Yeah. He's from Australia. We had one when Did I was you? down there, and uh, yeah, he was funny. He'd uh, he'd always say, "What's the matter, mate?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had the accent. Yeah, Aww. and it was funny because my, my ex-father-in-law that was Hungarian taught him how to say it. My ex-father-in-law had a huge, um, how do you say it, Avery? Aviary, uh-huh. So that was kind of That cool. is so cool. All those different birds, but... Uh, fellow bird lover, well, I, I I love that because um I'm it's it's a terrible addiction though because you know especially for someone that records a podcast in her own home um yeah what the hell am I thinking I don't know but I love every one of them you know so it's it's tough they they become your kids They're so damn funny. smart too but well oh, again yeah. thank you so much I don't want to take up any more your um. Your day off here is so awesome that you did this for me, Rebecca. And uh, I will be in touch because uh, this will come out Thursday. Give it a couple days. It always takes a couple days for people to write in, usually. And then uh, I'll also reach out to Cade. But I'm pretty excited to see what this what this drags in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and feel free to pass my uh, contact information on to him, too. I will. So. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Shannon. And um, thank you for giving me um, an out to uh, <laughs> to talk about this just because, you know, this this helps, like I said, give me some validation, not just think that I'm crazy the rest of my life. <laughs> no, what I heard. You're not crazy. So. You know that you've heard the shows. <laughs> you've heard a lot of sh different <laughs> podcasts. You already know. You, yeah. It, it was, if so, then welcome to the crazy club because I'm crazy, too. So there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Rebecca. You have a really good day. Thank you. You too, Shannon. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I'm so-and-so. I was given this name by my parents. I've been to such and such a college. I've done these things in my profession. I produce a little bar. Buddha says, forget it. There's nothing. That's some of the story. That's all gone. That's all past. I want to see the real you who are now. Shell and find out who you really are.
don't believe literally in reincarnation, that after your funeral, you, know, you will suddenly become somebody different, living somewhere else. They will say reincarnation means this, that if you sitting here now are really convinced that you're the same person who walked in the door half an hour ago, Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.